I am at the bottom of this lake. Quicksand. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we're about to have a whole lot of flashbacks. <laughs> My so, name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. Josh. And I'm Melanie, and this is not Wayne's World. Damn. I'm so, <laughs> pr- I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Excuse me. This is not a time to party. This week, oh. it is oh. celebration of life. It's right, celebration of life, celebration of the life. There you go. Yes, life. That's right. And birthdays. Uh, today is what, what's today's date? The twenty twentieth. Twentieth, yeah. Larry, yeah. Ha- Larry Hagman would be ninety-one tomorrow, the twenty-first. I know. Martha Scott would be a hundred and ten on the twenty-second. Beth Toussaint, who played Tracy, is 20, uh, 60 on the 25th. Robert Ackerman, who played uh, one of the cartel members, born 1938, and he's still alive. Jonathan Goldsmith, Bruce Harvey, the most interesting man in the world. September 26th, he will be 84. And, the 29th- and on September 26th, you're going to be 50, right? My birth 50. certificate will be 50. 50. 50. On the 29th, Steve Forrest, who played Ben Stiver's West Parmalee, was born in 1925, so 97. Um, and Ian McShane, Don Lockwood, is going to be 80. He's going to be 80? Yes. I feel old. And uh, Comic-Cons and things uh, are going on. And Lucy's kidnapper, Willie Gust, uh, played by Greg Evigan, is going to be at the Super Mega Fest in Westford, Massachusetts. On Question. The what, 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 what Comic-Con? What is he in besides that? Like, what if he, there, I know he's not there for that. He was also oh, in... I uh, mean, my Two Dads. BJ uh, and the Bear. He was BJ and the Bear. No, I just that just totally went right over my head about my two dads. I don't think y'all said that before, mm-hmm. and now it just literally went into my brain. Okay, can I say one more birthday? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so then happy birthday we already said to Josh, and happy birthday to my son Anthony. <clears throat> say that again. I just coughed. and say that again. I, coughed. I do want to then I wanted to say happy birthday to one of our really loyal followers turned mm. uh, my age, so forty four because I know it's your birth because I'm a stalker now because he, I just checked but I know his birthday was yesterday and it's Jason Gregory happy birthday from the Ewing barbecue oh, yeah. so I want to give happy him a little birthday. shout out because he is yes. a loyal follower we love mostly like you loyal people who comment and you're on our Facebook page and our Instagram and talk with us and send us messages like we love you guys mm-hmm. seriously happy Yay. birthday happy birthday yes and, and what, what, when is that birthday again uh, it was yesterday. yesterday. Oh, yeah. I just, I wish him happy birthday, but I figured we needed to give him a shout out on here sure. since he's so loyal. Yes. So. Yeah. So, September 19th. Yes. Okay. So we'll. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Also, awesome. it's something almost unheard of nowadays. The big one was last year, but my mom and dad will be celebrating 41 years of marriage on Sunday. Oh, wow. That yeah. is amazing. How many years? Congratulations. 41. September 41. 25th. Huh? 1981. Yep. Wow. 1981. Wow. Damn. Wow. Congratulations. Holy <laughs> Have they been committed yet? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm quite frankly surprised one hasn't killed the other. And by one, <laughs> one, I mean, I'm surprised mom has not killed dad. You haven't killed your dad? Yeah. 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 Well, well, that happens sometimes. It does. Yeah. Uh, Mostly when you watch a lot of forensic files. I watch a lot of Dateline. Shall we go on a search? Let's go on a search. So tonight we're talking about season five, episode 13, episode 90 of the series. 90 episodes we've talked about, you guys. Crazy. Just search. Daddy was flying in a chopper from the interior to the main airport. He never arrived. Well, I don't think we ought to sit here and take his word for it. should be there. You don't have any proof that Daddy's crashed. It's been two days and 
him off a rough territory. And he's been in tight spots before. Don't you write him off yet? Bobby would miss Jock terribly, but he'd adjust if he had to. Not JR. He wouldn't have anything left to live for if Jock was dead. Over here! It was written by Arthur Bernard Lewis, directed by Irving J. Moore, and aired January 8th, 1982. Also on January 8th, 1982, um, Physical by Olivia Newton-John. This is still the number one song, the number one film in the U.S. Still. um, Is Sharky's Machine, which was written and directed by Burt Reynolds? What? What? When did he start writing? Oh, sorry. It was starring and directed. Maybe not written. Starring and directed. I'm used to saying written and directed. So starring and directed by Burt Reynolds. Okay. Um, the news stories this week. This is a really exciting one to me. The Commodore 64 was released this week. Hmm. Um, uh, and then we have two true crime things. Uh, William Bonin is commic- convicted of being the freeway killer in California. I love it. The trial of... <laughs> Killer Wayne Williams begins in Fulton County, Georgia. I love it. I love anything murder, serial mm-hmm. killer. Same. I'm a little creepy. And on Dallas. This episode finished number one in the weekly ratings and had the show's, show's yeah. highest season rating to date. Oh, and well, yeah. um, George Cooper appears as pilot Lee Evans, a role he would later reprise in episode 108. Yeah, and who is George Cooper? Because I, I read that, and I was like, uh, did he play in something else? He probably played in something else, but you uh, I, you might be thinking of Gary Cooper, who was another actor. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. He was more famous. I'll look it up. But um, Morgan Woodward, like Howard Keel and Lee McCluskey, did not know that Jim Davis was sick. And the, Really? Woodward explains that Jim was a brave guy. Mm-hmm. If he was ailing, he wouldn't show it. And he said he was at an, a uh, celebrity golf tournament in Alabama when he got the news of Davis's death. And Yo! He left a real hole in the show. Yeah. Obviously, a portrait of Jim Davis first appears at the end of this episode, and that's the one that uh, would be hanging in South Fork and at Ewing Oil. Is this the first time we see that? We all have pictures. Yeah. Uh, it might be. I didn't realize that. I didn't either, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I guess I've just seen it so many times, I didn't even... But... Um, Leonard Katzman thought scenes were the one where Barbara Belgetti's uh, contemplates Jack's potential death was revealing and found that Barbara was very adept at them. She said, the most effective things are that you do are generally scenes where they do not talk and their emotions speak for themselves. So, um, and Barbara was very good at that. Barbara Belgetti's emoting, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're going to drink yeah. a lot in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, Gotta get my uh, wine filled um, up. Leonard Katzman thought that Jim Davis represented something that we would never be able to recapture. And as bad as the boys could be, if he walked into a room and told them to knock it off, they did. And I think that the audience responded to that strong head of the family and the warm woman at the other end of the table. Much of JR's motivation was looking good in his father's eyes. And when Jim died, that motivation disappeared. So they had to transfer it to his son. And after that, when he did something terrible, he always justified it by building an empire for his son. And um, this is the last episode of the season filmed on location. That's true. Um, Another little tidbit of information about this one is this is one one of only two episodes between seasons 4 and 11 in which Ken Kirchival does not appear. The next episode in which he does not appear is the series 300th episode, Dallas 300, from 1989. His absence from that episode ended a streak of 208 consecutive episodes, which lasted from Dallas Denial in 1982 to Dallas the Serpent's Tooth in 1989. The only actors to appear in more consecutive episodes are Larry Hagman, um, who did all 357, and Linda Gray, who was 307, and Victoria Principal at 210. How many did um, Patrick do? Because I know he, I, know. I know he was gone for but a year. He missed but, a whole season. So, yeah, yeah. I but mean, he, so that, and it's right in the middle of the series, so it's going to cut in that streak, you know. Yeah, I was going to say like his his total overall has to be like more than Victoria's. 
and maybe more than Linda's. Oh, overall, but, but consecutive. Oh, consecutive. consecutive. Oh, consecutive. I'm okay. <laughs> well, I'll do three. If you want, Patrick's do three fifty-seven minus thirty. Thirty. So, thirty episodes yeah, in a season. Yeah, do it right what now. No, no, there were thirty-one that, that season. Such a long, but, yeah, but then he came there back. There were thirty-one, so. but he did have a cameo at the end of. Yes. Yeah. An episode. Yeah. There's so many episodes that season. It's great. Can you imagine? That's like three years of a TV show these days. <laughs> yeah. It drives me insane. So that they don't do that anymore. Okay. okay. We open on uh, JR is on the phone yelling to Punk to keep looking. No shit. He doesn't Sherlock. care. Call do in the it. Army. Call in the Air Force. Do what you have to do. He was on, He was working for the government. And it's it, it's it's nighttime already. So obviously, yeah. The call came in in the afternoon during the barbecue. Mm-hmm. So there was this gap. What happened in between? Did they pull people inside? Did they I bet the party not. just probably broke up pretty quickly. They probably shoot people away. Well, there's probably a time difference too, though, right? No, it was nighttime at South Fork. Yeah. yeah. It could have been late afternoon. It could have been late afternoon, too, when they... Oh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. anyway. And then, so yeah, they're trying to call in people, and JR says he does not give a damn about any political situation. Like, they still have to call in the army, which I thought was, like, a very JR kind of statement. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it unrests the whole country. Like, as long as we're yeah. not my daddy. And he's like, you know who you're talking <laughs> well, to? Yeah, we do. This, <laughs> this, is, a man, this is a man that uh, financed the counter-revolution in, in Asia. <laughs> that's, that's, so. Fair yeah. point. Fair point. Yeah. But also, um, at the same time, yeah. when he hangs up, vulnerable JR has entered the chat. Oh, very true. I mean, this episode, he's almost human. Almost. 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 (laughs) The way he handles (laughs) Sue Ellen, the way he handles, like, John Ross being there, the way he handles his mother, and and even his... Treating them like people. People. But it's temporary, but... (laughs) even, Even the way he was dealing with... Donna to make the reservations and Donna, he's Anna. treating women like they're actual humans. It's crazy, mm-hmm. and and treating Ray, like Bobby and Ray. Like, yeah, because he's like he was like we like we need to. And he was including right. him in it that's, too. That's so. the only what? time I swear in this whole series that Jr. is really all about the entire family is when there's trouble and he needs them. Yeah, well, that's he does with everybody. If you'll notice throughout the whole season, he gets that way whenever something has happened to him or something is wrong. And then he starts being like, I need other people. And then if not, then he's like, fuck off. Well, well as, as Ellie says later in the episode, as she's walking out of room, she had some lines when she was walking out of rooms in this episode. The family needs to come together during right, right. times like this. Yeah. But so Donna goes to the phone and Miss Ellie's like, make that four reservations. And all three of them, Ray included, are all like, no, you're not coming with us. Because Ellie was like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to look for him, you know. And they're like, we don't know what we're walking into. You don't need to be seeing his, like, dead body. And right. they said it's going to move really yeah. fast. So basically, you're like, an old-ass like, bitch. You're going to shuffle, Miss Ellie. We can't have you along. <laughs> we, 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 we need to hustle. We don't want to be worrying about you. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they were trying to, like, you know, they didn't want to come out and say, what if we find him dead? Like, you don't need to be there. It's kind of like, well, we're moving right. fast, you know. Right. Can your little right. legs carry they're you? They're protecting her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they need to take Donna with her fast ass making that reservation in twenty five seconds or less. Right? Do you know how long it's in the Southwest? Like an hour and a half. <laughs> right. So. Mostly then when you actually talk to people to book tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know. Well, all she like, has to ugh. do is say the Ewings, and it's like, oh yeah, just punch in the word oh, Ewing in the reservation. I have up. three open seats in first class right now because I just bumped three people to coach. Right. Well, there you go. Good for you. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. like, good for you. Mm-hmm. Then after they talk Ellie out of it and she like agrees, okay, I won't. Instead, she's like, I'm going to go call Gary. Oh. Well, she doesn't get to call him first. It's weird. The no. phone has a, it looks like an office phone because it has, has uh, little buttons on it to push for different lines. Yeah. Well, they have <laughs> fancy like, phones at Southport. They probably yeah. all had like a different line. They had probably like had a business line. Mm. They had one for like ranch stuff. It and then, then like did. all the couples. Emergency. Yeah. And all the couples had their own private line probably. Probably. And the red button. Where the, the red like button. the bat phone. But, and each, each <laughs> and within each couple, each person had their own private line for for their probably. secret affairs and their secret dealings. And, 
Except but, they talk about it in the middle of the hallway anyway, so uh-huh. it doesn't matter. But just the damn press, it's the media who are just like paparazzi yeah. wanting a comment about yeah. Jock's helicopter going down. Mr. Oh, Allen. crazy to me. How the fuck did they find out so fast? Because the Ewings are the center of the world. Mm-hmm. They're on every mm-hmm. news platform. There's leaks everywhere. Yeah. And Ellie says that Jock has survived everything before, and he's going to survive this time. And then we have our first flashback to Jock's heart attack. We, we flashback to uh, Jock in the hospital recuperating from his heart attack, and it's a nice, warm, tender moment between Jock and Ellie. These flashbacks in this episode are like a stab to the heart. Pain. Mm, All of yeah. them. Yeah, because he says if anything ever happens to him, you have to keep the family together. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Mm. I just want to know, is that like a man thing to like put, put that yes. kind of stuff on the women? Not only that, but like or on the on, eldest on son. The son or the son-in-law? Yeah. Because both of my grandfathers did that to my dad on their deathbeds. We're like, you need to take oh, care yeah. of them. And it's like, thanks. Cool. Planned on right. it. Planned on it anyway, but, you know. Jeez. Mary, what are you drinking? I, I saw you pour a couple. Yeah. I, I'm having some red wine, some Timpanillo. Okay. Mm. Red, okay. red, red wine. I saw a bottle and I was so like, ooh, ooh, ooh. All of the time. Red, red wine. <laughs> a little UB40 covering Neil Diamond. <laughs> yes, exactly. All good. All good. Ellie snaps out of it and then goes to call Gary. Um, and then we cut to JR walking into his bedroom and he sees Suellen and John Ross napping together on his bed. Except John, he's like, John, John Ross is awake. <laughs> I know. He well, looks like, like, like he's, he's awake. wide awake. He's wide awake. But Suellen's calm down. Sleeping with his eyes open. And he's like, mm-mm. <laughs> and I put, Tyler, oh my God, eyes. soft JR, why can't you be like this all the time, you pompous ass? He even said he'd sleep in the other room. I was like, "What a gentleman he is!" Well, just he right. was yeah, so, so he was so soft with her. He, she was like, "Oh, Jr." He's like, "It's all right. Don't get up." And I was like, "Why can't you always be like this? Like, right. you're such an ass all the damn time. Like, what? This is how you speak to people." She's expecting right. to be an ass too, and he's asking her to stay the night, and she thinks the worst. Yeah, and like, then he's like, "No, no, no. I just kind of want you to be here, and I have to leave really early. And can you just like, do it?" And she's just, just she doesn't know what to do. Yeah, she was like. He was like, Dad would, Daddy would want him to be here. He always kind of, he's trying he to get his way. He uses Daddy, but he, he's really saying, I want you here. I need you here because I am nothing without my dad, and you're like. I have no one yeah. else. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And then he flashes back to when the doctor came in to, <laughs> to say that Jr. had a son. John Ross yeah. Ewing. Jock I know. Says. I like that scene too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we're all reminded that jo- Jock took it upon himself to name their child. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was oh, like, and "Here he is, John Ross Ewing." The blah, blah, blah. and Jr. Okay, I goes. I was, we were going to name him Sean, but all right. <laughs> and J- Jr. You know, he's not going to go against what Jock wants. He would have been like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll sign it right now." John Ross yep. Ewing the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about the mom? What and about then the mom? Sue Ellen wakes up like two days later and is like, "Oh." Okay, I like the name Tyler, but that's okay. <laughs> right, right. I guess the birth certificate's already filed. I so I guess yes, they stamped and filed. Jeez, he looked like a Matthew. I don't, I don't know. So. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Then we go to Ray's house. He's feeling guilty, of course, because it's Ray. It's all about him. And Don is trying to comfort and him. She's trying to be I nice. Saw, I noticed twice, wrong. twice he said, you just don't know what he means to me. Mm-hmm. Before and right. after the flashback. He may have said it three times, but yes, he did say that. Yeah. And she's like, I think I do. And he's like, oh, no, you couldn't possibly understand feelings. <laughs> Don's yeah. like, okay. okay. You idiot. And he has his flashback to Jock giving him a piece of property for having been there yeah. 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, not even for being his son before he knew he was his son. Yeah, and I like that sure. scene too. It makes me yeah. a little teary eyed. I like that yeah. scene too. They it's picked really, good it's just flashback a, scenes. Shows you what a nice guy Jock was in that scene, you know? Like, he, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he, he, a lot of times, you know, they could, he could throw his, his weight around and be a jerk, but mm-hmm. he regarded Ray as one of the family <laughs> even before he knew he was his son. And, you know, JR was always yeah. like, well, it's kind of funny because we started out in the series where they were like buddies, and then he started, you know, mm-hmm. 
being an ass and treating him like he was beneath him. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, then it was like, oh, the half-breed, the half-breed. But then again, going back, when he needed his brothers, all of them, Mm -hmm. then Ray was his brother. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. He does it all the time. He does it forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You half-breed. And honestly, even even before Jock knew that Ray was his son, I don't think he treated him any differently. He regarded him as one of them. And Miss Ellie, same thing. He was she did. Mm-hmm. he was one of her boys. Like she, well, he grew up there basically. Mm-hmm. He came when he was like a fish, mm-hmm. like fifteen yeah. or something. When she went to the bank to, to do the loan, she introduced uh, him Ray as her son. That's right. Because I feel like even if he if he didn't know that Ray was his biological son, he knew Ray was the son of his ex girlfriend. So he already had a little bit invested there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he, I think he always just a little bit regarded, like feeling a little bit responsible for Ray, even not knowing he was his biological father. And Ray was yes. so good yeah. to Miss Ellie because, like, he was, she was basically his mama from 15 on. Yep. So he had her right. longer. So yep. I, I fully believe that man would, like, throw himself down in front of a bus for her. Take a bullet, whatever. Yeah. And we saw, obviously, with her her trying to help him out of his financial problem. Wasn't he the first one who spoke up and was like, no, Miss Ellie, when she wanted to go? Was it him? I think so. I think so. And then Bobby chimed in, and then JR, they were like, no. But Ray was like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, you're not going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely not happening. Mm -hmm. They need her on on the home front to hold things together. They're not fast enough. (laughs) That was the worst excuse ever. Boo. Hold on. I know what they meant by it, but all I could think was, what is she going to be in the jungle? I mean, they're not going to take her out in the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Hang on. We need. We got a lot of games. Boo. Yeah, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) There. (laughs) Boo. Nice. Pam's worried about Bobby. And I was like, girl, worry about yourself. I mean, she's cured, Mary. She's cured. She has the baby. Everything's fine. Totally fine. It's fine. Nothing to see here. So so you don't need therapy anymore. Just give somebody a baby. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, just give them a baby. It's fine. Okay. She's fucking nuts. I've said it once. I'll say it again. She's fucking nuts. So, So. So let's clear out all of the mental hospitals in our country by just handing everybody a baby. Yeah. Bad idea. We'll solve all the problems. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Terrible idea. Terrible idea. And that is how the world ended. But common theme here, all the women, including Sue Ellen, standing by their man. Yeah, you're right. Cue up Tammy Wynette. I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh, but she makes a mistake here, and she refers to Jock in the past tense. Mm. And Bobby is yeah. not having it. He is not having it. No, he corrected it like that. He was like, yeah. uh-huh. he's not dead. Nope. And she's like, oh, shit. Whoops, my bad. I screwed up. Okay. And then we get her flashback. <laughs> her flashback. <laughs> Sorry. Which was after her first miscarriage. In the hayloft. And I, dude, she looks so, so much younger in this flashback. Do you guys it's notice a, that? Like already, she looks so much younger. It's, it's been amazing. Four years. Yeah, but a, a lot has happened. She's been trying to jump off of <laughs> a building, and that's true. Her her father died. Well, the person yeah. she thought was her father. You know, she she's been through the ringer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the flashback. Uh, Jock talks to Pam about trying to keep the family together and not wanting them to leave South right. Fork. But Ellie's busy cleaning out the fridge. In the middle of the night. I have done this. This is me, me too. if I'm upset. Like, me or too. I'm just like, well, it's 2 a.m., but I guess I'm cleaning out the fridge because I need to do something. Can't, can't it, sleep. Is it always yeah. the refrigerator, though? Sometimes my closet, honestly, um, or whatever, but it, the fridge is I've a good the- one because you, you go in there to get a snack because you can't sleep, and then you're like, why is there ketchup on the door? You know, and then you yeah, clean me it, too. and then everything is taken out. And- I, I do it to the pantry, too. Matter of fact, I'm going to do it tonight, so. Oh, <laughs> you, are you doing it uh, in solidarity with Miss Ellie? Yes, I'm going to clean my refrigerator. I didn't refrigerate yesterday, but I'm going to do the uh, pantry tonight. Oh. Nice. Maybe throw, maybe throw away some old glasses. I'm losing space in my cabinets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't be doing that in the middle of the night, because according to Bobby Ewing, because you should be sleeping. 
She should. She would if she could. I think, but she's. I think her husband is literally like missing and maybe dead. She's not sleeping. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. There's right. no way. Mostly since she she feels that she needs to do something and she's she doesn't know what to do to help the situation. She's going on adrenaline and she just keeps going. Yeah, she's just pure adrenaline and worry. Yeah, she's not sleeping. She wants Bobby to take charge uh, of things, and Bobby's like, "Well, you know, we'll, we'll all do it." She's no, you need to and he reminds her that um the young oil taking charge after jr was shot really didn't work out too well for him did it and but she disagrees she's like no you did a good job so and i I like her little line as she walks out of the room you're the one your daddy always counted on bobby she has that little line as she's walking out of the room yeah throw a little bit guilt there so he's like "Ah, okay i guess and then flashback to (laughs) Jack saying, "If I gave you power, I g- then I gave you nothing, because real power isn't something you give; something you take." I'm paraphrasing, but I don't have it yeah. in front of me. Yeah, um, obliged, so. obliged, <laughs> <laughs> obliged. So there's another part of Jack's um, personality that we get in this episode. I am Ewing Oil. I am Takapa. <laughs> I am Takapa. And then we get a little quick uh, shot of the plane and them on the plane. Southwest Airlines, of course. And then we cut back to Sue Ellen. Um, she's in uh, JR's room with John Ross again. And John Ross is being shy. Yes, he is. Tyler's having mm-hmm. a shy day. Yes. And then Ellie comes in and she asks Sue Ellen uh, a really kind of questionable ask, I think. She asks Sue Ellen to stay on at South Fork while the men are gone. And Sue Ellen is like, um, I don't think I should. Like, do you understand how hard it was for me to leave? Like, I I don't think that I should stay here. And she's like visibly getting upset. Like she's having a panic attack at the thought. Um, and but Ellie doesn't give a shit. I really like that Sue Ellen is trying to establish boundaries. Even for Miss Same. Ellie, yeah. even for this moment, she's like, I don't think I can. And then Ellie's, Ellie pulls another guilt trip line as she walks out of the room. The family should pull together in time when there's trouble. Ugh. Miss Ellie. I don't think it's fair of Ellie to ask this of her, mostly when Swellen's trying to explain it to her, you know, like, ugh, I don't know. She already, uh, I think she already but, made a big sacrifice for JR. And she, because she knows, she's like, okay, I stayed for that. But if he comes home and Jock is dead... Like she knows, she knows what she's, what she's, he's going to be like when he comes home. So mm-hmm. she's like, I she knows, she knows him so well. She does. Yeah. She's like, I want out. Like I, after, I can't. after he was shot, he looks so helpless. She's like, I can't be here for this when he comes home. If Jock's mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I know what the fellow's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knows her weakness. She doesn't trust herself. Not that, but he's going to be unbearable as well. She'll convey that verbally to Pam later in the episode. She will, yeah. Uh, but for now, she has a flashback. And it's another part of Jock's uh, personality, which he's being a dick to Sue Ellen after JR was shot. Yep. Well, I mean, they all thought she shot him. Chastising her for uh, when she shows up at the hospital with Kristen. Well, she was, uh-huh. Sue Ellen was with me. She was sick. You mean drunk. Drunk, drunk. is more like it. <laughs> okay, Jock. A little judgy, but all right. Speaking of drunk... We cut to the plane, and Jr. is tossing down those bourbons. Holy shit! He's just like he orders two more bourbons. He's like one double f- fisting on the plane. One for each hand. And I, I, I do that sometimes. I like, I like they how won't Ray, do it anymore. I like how Ray and Bobby move over and just kind of take up the whole aisle. Like they're just, <laughs> I know. Like, like they're the <laughs> only ones on the plane, and everyone else yeah. is just a prop. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, we're, well, we're getting paid cast member rate. You're all extras, so you, you, you're, you're, you're scenery. <laughs> this is my favorite scene in our favorite scene in the whole episode, by the way, because they start reminiscing about Jock taking them camping when they were kids and telling ghost stories and how he loved to tell scary ghost stories. And uh-huh. I love that side of Jock. Uh-huh. Like that's uh-huh. my favorite. I love it. It's the dad I really song. love like how when they yeah. when they talk about it's like when JR was shot, he was like, I'll take you guys on in a game of touch football. <laughs> you know, and like then they're reminiscing <laughs> about this stuff and yeah. was it JR's like no, wait a minute Bobby I remember you waking up and I remember waking up with you in my sleeping bag like yeah <laughs> making fun of Ray and 
racist. <laughs> Gary was the scared one, and Bobby goes, "Oh wait a minute, you were sitting with your ha- uh, sitting on your hands because you were so scared." <laughs> and I think these are the moments. This is what makes it so great. This is what goes against when JR is being a dick to everybody and they're fighting all the time. Like you need these moments to offset like, Oh yeah, they're a real family. And they had this past where they were, were scared little boys and mm-hmm. uh, clung to each other and slept in each other's sleeping bags. And, and yeah, I just think it's very important. Another thing JR said that really kind of struck me he was like, daddy started you know, taking me out with him as soon as I could walk. And I was like, jockeying with a baby in the wilderness. Right. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Is that why Miss Ellie thought that she could go with them because he dragged her out there in the wilderness with him to take care of that baby? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Like Jock Ewing did not seem like the diaper changing type. I could be wrong. He seemed to he seemed more willing to get his hands dirty than JR ever did, so that's true. That's true. And ch- child safety wasn't a thing back in the day. I mean, just look at that car <laughs> seat true. that Jeff Faraday gave Bobby. I mean, I know, but it, it wasn't even strapped in. He just laid it on the seat. Yeah, they didn't yeah. even put a seatbelt on, and it was facing forward. We didn't even have them. I was on the, the floorboard in a mattress going from Missouri to Mississippi. <laughs> there was no yeah. – yeah. 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 We're old fuckers, but Josh is the <laughs> oldest. <laughs> He'll be 50 next week. 50, oh, half a century. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. 50. <laughs> Um, so then we cut to the camp in South America with Punk, um, and we found out the Ewing boys have landed. Pull up three more cuts. <laughs> Punk, Punk is coordinating. Punk is coordinating mm-hmm. the search effort. You gotta like Morgan Woodward. Yeah. I do too. I do. He reminds me slightly of Jordan Lee with the way he talks. Slightly. I can. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. He's got kind yeah. of the same pitch. Right? Oh, Miss Ellie. I'm yeah. <laughs> but Jor- Jordan, Jordan has that way of kind of just like sauntering into a room and just kind of like like surveying the whole room, uh, taking it in. As <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking just around like, most, like looking around like he's never been thing. there before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a mighty fine office you got here, Mister Bobby. <laughs> Jordan, you've oh, been in Jordan. here before. Jordan, you're oh, here yesterday. Jordan. Jordan's a dirty dog too, deep down. Right? Where did that just come from? It just came out of my mouth out of nowhere. <laughs> you and women ex- except Pam are in the living room. Yep, everyone's on edge. Where's she with the fucking baby? <laughs> yeah. Probably. See, yeah. nobody she answered because we all know where she is. Uh-huh. She is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we find out Lucy's been in bed all day, uh, and and they they're like, "Why have you been in bed?" And she said, "Because she didn't want to upset anyone." Because she's been aw. so upset. Because I think because she's been upset, and she's used to saying things that other people get upset about because she just says shit. So I think like she's trying to be like, "I'm holding." She's trying to be she, make herself she's smaller. Trying to have a filter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Lucy, a filter? Lucy cries because Lucy, when anything happens, Lucy breaks down. She's scared. Yeah, she's really scared. And I mean, Jock kind of is like her father. I mean, he's not, but you know what I mean. Like, he raised her. He's a father figure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then Dawn is the sensible one. She's like, I think we should all talk about our feelings. (laughs) Uh, Donna, probably not the right time to do that. Donna, you you went and got your therapist degree. What a great thing to have. Mm Yeah. Yeah. She didn't go to college with Bobby. They probably had that class together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, then we head back to the camp where the boys arrive. Bow, 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 bow. Sorry. And more <laughs> yelling from a, more yelling uh, over the phone. More long distance yelling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mama. JR. <laughs> the connection is the connection is horrible. Oh yeah. Yeah. But she should have just taken that to mean that they've arrived since they called. Right. Yeah. So it's like they said news. they would. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. their plane didn't go down. Yes. Punk says it's been two days and not to get their hopes up. And JR says not to write Jock off. And then they learn that the, some wreckage has been found near drill site 11. So that the next morning they will be going off and the medics will be moving in. Just for right. anybody that's tracking the movement of yep. the rescue team. 
Then it's the morning at South Fork. And Miss Ellie's in the kitchen with the Dallas Press, which has his front headlines, Sons Join Ewing Search. Another paper with the Ewings on the title. Mm-hmm. And did we mention that Punk gave them guns the next morning as they were going out into the countryside because of the revolution in the next we country? Uh, yeah, no, we did not talk about that. Yeah, he did give them guns and warns them, yeah, you're in a revolution zone. So, uh, yeah. He did give them guns. Yeah. Right. Not, pistols, first. not pistols, but he, guns. Gu- guns. And then he's also like, also, you guys. Don't get your hopes up. It's not looking good. and But they still don't want to hear that. No. Right. No. Because the fat lady hasn't sung yet. Quick driving through the jungle scene. So what has, uh, let's see, Donna has gone back to the house. Um, oh, wait, no, Ellie and Donna, oh, wait, no, Ellie and Donna talk about um, how Ellie's been in this situation before with uh, Bobby and JR's plane crash, which is another flashback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Ellie. Both of them? Why didn't you tell me? When are you going to learn, woman? <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. That was that the, was Ray- get me the shotgun. Ray, get me Ray, the get shotgun. The shotgun out of the hall closet. <laughs> I love that. That's. And she instead of saying trespassers, it was trespisser, it sounds like she was saying. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, you know, we don't take kindly to trespissers out here. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't be take kindly to trespissers either. I mean, <laughs> me either. <laughs> Is that someone that takes a leak on your property while they're yes, trespassing? They're on. Yes, they're on your property peeing um, in a yeah. bush. Yeah, or a tree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, that's any drunken night at UMass. Sitting drunk at night at the the prize house. (laughs) I'm just just kidding. I'm really not kidding. I mean, Scott pees off the porch all the time, and I think I peed in the Crystal's drive-thru a few weeks ago, so I'm not going to say I did. You've you've just put that up there. Hey, I couldn't pee in my pants, and I couldn't pee in my husband's car. I had to go somewhere. Well, now our our podcast listeners know. I don't think. You all pee in the bushes. Okay. Off the porch. I didn't say the bushes. I said the drive-thru. Here's a fun fact. I peed in Thanksgiving Square. No, you did not. I did. When um, I was out walking with Will, when we were there for the Dallas thing, we were fucking wasted after we left Wait. you at the we left you at the bar. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, this is what, what, goes on behind, this is what goes on behind the scenes. We were we were like walking around downtown Dallas. Wasted. We went to 7-Eleven, got a bunch of food, and then we were talking about stuff, and we were sitting there, and then I peed, and then a cop came up to us, and asked us, and it was like, blah, 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 and he's like, tell your girl not to pee in the park again. Oh, shit. You're lucky you didn't get trouble. Excuse me, but- In Alabama, if you, in Alabama, if you pee, I don't know if it's federal or just Alabama, but if you pee, like, let's just say I peed on the side of the road, like, even behind a bush- if I like expose myself, I am a sex offender. So, like, I know for I know. life. I, Jesus, and I was I like, know. "But excuse me, officer, we're, we're we're marking the spot where Bobby and Pam had a meeting." Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it was right. Oh my god, there and we too. were there like the next day. Did we you smell the, the pee? We were there earlier that day. I hope Did not. Sm- it was on the grass. No, it was the next. You went the next day because remember I got really wasted on that Friday, that Thursday or Friday, and then I lost my credit card. And then we went the next day. My phone was all shattered, and we called for Aaron from the Thanksgiving Square. It was a crazy trip, you guys. It was a crazy trip. Okay. Do any of our listeners want to travel with us? (laughs) So much fun! It's so much fun. All the peeing outside. All the peeing outside. Okay. where we're way Melanie's like um, mm-hmm. no, men traveling in the jeep and then Lucy talking to Gary yeah. on the phone yeah, and then yeah. a shot of the jeep at the end of the road and Ray says we'll walk from here right and can boom, I just boom, say boom. I'm I am really really so happy that JR gets another chance to wear his safari outfit we haven't seen it for about two seasons it's and, gonna come a lot more often um, though I am really excited to see it again. So I'm going to drink to the safari outfit. And, yeah, he there his, you go. and he had his ascot on at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He's taking it back. <laughs> this whole episode is taking it back. Um, okay. So, yeah. So then they, they stop and they, they walk into the jungle. 
Welcome That's to safe. the jungle. We've got That's real safe. <laughs> they act like they know the country. Like they, they, I mean, I know they have like gods and stuff, but like they act like they're just going to like be like, oh yeah, they're going to run into like a fucking cobra or something. Or, or just a murderer. They're not carrying a map. They're not cobra. carrying a compass. They're just... Right. They don't have a guy. I mean, they might have like, a compass, but yeah, you would think there would be like a tour guide of like more than one. And I don't know. I just seems a little odd to me. I'm trying to figure out where this was filmed too, because this is definitely, I think this must've been, cause I looked on IMDb. I looked in the book. I looked everywhere, but I think this was probably the MGM backlot. Cause you can see mountains in the back. My guess is those are probably the mountains in LA. And, but they did a really um, good job. If that they was, did the, a, they <laughs> did do a really good job. Yeah, but I, I was guess. I my guess, and I would love. This is one question I'd like to know: where was it filmed? Because it didn't say anything except MGM Studios. So because that that's what us technical people like to know those details. Where was something <laughs> filmed? Like, where was this what was, Yeah. What was the film stock they were using? Uh, no, because <laughs> it's definitely not filmed on location in Texas. Because there are no mountains in Texas. So. No, Fish there were a couple flat. times in there were a couple times in later seasons where you could see like a palm tree in the background, a uh, little slip <laughs> right, there. Because the later seasons they didn't give a fuck anymore, and they're like, whatever. <laughs> oh, wait till we talk about those. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh so, man, those are to coming. Shreds. Oof. It's going to be. Yeah. We're going to go through alcohol at a fast rate. So we're going to be eating some like one point two bourbons. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Sue Ellen, Donna, and Pam are in the uh, living room talking about. Mm. Um, Jock means to Jr. and Bobby and Ray and just the whole. So Ellen wants to get down to business. What if he's dead? The brass taxes, huh? <laughs> Jesus, mm-hmm. Ellen. Yeah. That was like after uh, the the plane crash. Uh, she was prancing around about, about being the matriarch of the the manor. <laughs> she was wasted though. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing oh, around so forth. <laughs> That's awful. Uh... <sighs> So then they compare how their husbands would react if Jock is dead. Because Donna's worried how Ray will deal. Basically, like, she doesn't know if Ray can deal with life without talking to Jock about it. I mean... Yeah, Bobby would be all right. Yeah, Pam's like, he'll be sad, but he'd accept it and move on with his life. Very very clinical of uh, Pam. Yeah. Yeah. She's learned a lot in her therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Miracles! Sue Ellen say, says that Jr. would have nothing left to live for. That's probably She's true. just like that. Like he he'd be done. Like this is it. This is all he thinks about in his life is impressing his daddy. Everything he does is for his daddy. Like he's not. He's gonna not have anything to live for. Right. Which is serious. And, and Lucy gets pissed because they all have good memories of Jack, but her father has nothing, and she storms out of the room. I mean. It's not a lie, but also, like, I don't know. Like, Lucy, that's it's not anybody's fault, really. No, I mean, I agree with her, but then also, it's like, your dad left. Yeah. Like, I know that he was kind of, in a way, pushed out, but Bobby always took care of him. Bobby's always been nice to him. So right. if you have Gary, two brothers. Gary was the strong one. He actually left home. Yeah, he's a puss. In, in some ways, for sure, but, like, he chose to, like, not mend that relationship with his dad right like he's he an adult. chose he it's, chose he's right a, right he chose that so i don't know i think lucy's Maybe. just trying to get attention right now because off of her they were they were cordial at lucy's wedding right. they were cordial right. after jr got shot um, yeah. i don't know it is what it is i think at this point like it's i'm sorry lucy but it yeah it is what it is and ellie is in the background and here's the end of that whole thing and then we get a walking wow. through the jungle montage. Do, 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 do. Welcome to the jungle. No, walking through the jungle. Flashback. And I love this scene, this flashback of Jock asking JR to go out drinking. It's actually a few scenes. His first going out drinking. Um second JR is gonna need to bring his car when he drinks J. When he drinks Jock under the table. Right. So that's like, because it's each of the boys, like, little flashbacks. So first is JR's. They're going to go drinking. And then Bobby's, of course, is a goddamn bar fight. Um, <laughs> on, <laughs> on trip. Love those bar it. fights. Uh, and then um, Ray's is Jock telling the family that Ray is his kid, which is sweet. Hmm. 
And by that time, they arrive to where the medics are treating a white-haired older gentleman. Is it, is it Jock? Is it Jock? Is it Jock? Is it Jock? Commercial. Commercial. <laughs> and then we come back from commercial and... <gasps> no, it's not. It is not Jock. It's, it's Lee Evans. Uh, but they question him. They're able. He's like, <laughs> but they're able to question him, and he tells a story. He was not in their chopper. He was on a little plane, but I think the chopper hit him. Is that what happened? Hit him and sunk like a stone <laughs> into the lake. That really is unlucky. Yeah, which that doesn't sound good. Five yeah, miles away, and good. he and he coasted before. How he the hell did he like? Yeah. It's nothing short of a miracle that he survived, but, you know, Jock went, right. went straight down in the lake is what they're thinking right well, now. If he went to the lake, there's a good chance that he would have drowned instead of, you know. <laughs> well, I, I want to know where the rest of his wreckage is. How the, how the hell is he out there? Where's the rest of the plane? <laughs> I don't, right. There's there's so many mm. questions. That, yeah. maybe, unless maybe he ejected. Him, unless he ejected. Maybe they've pulled him into a clearing. So many questions. And they're tending to him. Uh, maybe, maybe. Could be. Or they didn't want to make other props. You know, yeah. Right. True. So we got to get the, uh, have arrangements made to get get over to search that lake. Yes. ASAP. ASAP. Um, so we cut to Ellie sitting outside alone when Lucy comes up to her. She's feeling a little bit better. She's going to go into Braddock. She's going to stir crazy. Donna went home. She talked to Mitch briefly. Oh, yes, Mitch. And then um, Miss Ellie got two calls, one from Rebecca and one from Clayton Furlow. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I really would like to have seen scenes of Clayton and Rebecca and Jock and Ellie out on the town together. I know. That would have been so fun. Oh, my God. They would have had an interesting dynamic, the older generation and throwing Punk Anderson and Mavis. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would like be even Mavis. more interesting because I feel like there's that thing where they're all a little attracted to everybody else's person, mm. too, you know? Uh, like a swinger, Bob? Yeah, a little swinger. That's what you were right? getting, getting at. Get. Leave, leave it to Sarah to spit it out. Do you want yeah. to throw the, throw the keys in a bowl and pour out the swinger, baby. What happens in downtown Dallas happens in downtown Dallas. I'm just saying. Did you see any upside-down right. pineapples outside? I know. <laughs> I just learned that. I just learned that not too long ago. Surprise. Not for mine, but no. I just yeah. supposedly where mm. I used to live, it was having white stones in your front yard. Oh, there's more swingers than you know. There's a lot How around here. Horrifying it's, for the people that move into a place and don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, we lived at the beach, and everything in our condo was pineapple, and I didn't understand. <laughs> but when you walked in, the reason it was a joke, and I don't know if because. The maids did it to like the people that clean up after somebody at like, Airbnbs or whatever, if they did it or if the owners did it. <laughs> but like the theme was like pineapples or whatever. And then when we went in the den, all the throw people pillows were like, have, you know, it was like fancy pineapples. They were all upside down. Every single pillow was upside, upside down. Upside down pineapples, baby. So anyway, Ray comes anyway. up with a piece of, piece of the, uh, he comes up with a piece of the chopper from the lake. And no, then right. Bobby swims in. Of course in. he did. Bobby swims in and wants to keep looking because, after all, Patrick Duffy is the man from Atlantis, Mark Harris. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just oh, waiting man. for Belinda Montgomery to turn up, too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, Punk doesn't think it's a good idea to stay out because they're losing daylight. And JR says, yeah. well, you heard him, Punk. Move that boat. Yeah, you heard him. Mm-hmm. Move it, bitch. Get out the way. Back to South Fork. Get out the way. Back to South Fork. Uh, and Swellen is making plans to get the fuck out of Dodge when Pam stops her. Yeah, uh, Pam. Uh. And that's when, this is when Swellen is like point blank to Pam. Like, dude, I can't stay here. Uh-huh. The, if Jock is dead, this is the shit that's going to go down. I don't trust myself. It took me so much to get out of this situation. I have to get out. And then Pam gives her a bunch of shit about it. And Sue Ellen even brings up the fact that she didn't stay with by JR's side because she thought she shot him. She saw the helpless little boy and she was trying to help him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Sue Ellen's yeah. weakness. That's what pulls her back in every time. Yeah. Every time. At least she can recognize it. Dr. Elby, your therapy sessions have done her. You've done her well. I feel like Sue Ellen is being like super honest. She's looking her 
dead ass in the eye saying it. And then Pam just gives her this like judgy look, like side eye. And I'm like, fuck ever, Pam. Pamela, Pamela, you're going to have to explain it to Miss Ellie why I've left. Right. Make her understand. Yeah. Yeah. So Swellen's like, bye, girl, bye. And walks out. Mm hmm. I said it bye bye bye. <laughs> Was that a little uh, Backstreet Boys? Is that? I, I never know the difference between Backstreet Boys and sync. I don't either. Uh, okay. they're, they're, all the, they're all the same. That's in sync. Instinct. Yes, yes, instinct. That's right. So the next morning, the, the man from Atlantis is out swimming in the lake again. Right, and he comes up, and it, I think it's supposed to be seaweed, but it literally looks like a bunch of, like, <laughs> pine trees Shit. that he has and in I his And I don't hands. know, would it be seaweed, or would it be, like, because they're in a lake? It wouldn't like, be like that lake moss, be like, probably, that algae stuff lake, on the yes, bottom. Maybe, yeah. but I don't think it would be pine. But it's, it's literally, like, it's also south pine trees. South America, which is actually probably, let's see, they're in California, right? So they're probably on a studio uh-huh. back lot in Los Angeles, so God yeah. only knows yeah. what that... <laughs> What was what up the bottom of that lake? Right, exactly. Well, that was also most likely right. a man-made lake, so it's probably like fish tank decorations, you know? Mm-hmm. They just gave him a bunch of like, took a bunch of shit off trees, Here, and I'm like, Patrick, this is what you're coming up with. There you go. Take your shit off trees. Prop department. No. Come up with something now. Yeah. I pulled this so. out of the aquarium in the prop room. Here you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, he 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 has a whole handful of shit. He takes the pine cones off, and then it's <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Oh, I remember that. From, I remember that from when I was younger watching the, the lion. Mm-hmm. Where is it? And I have a question. Like, okay, even if Jock did die in this lake, his plane crashed into the lake. Helicopter. How did the medallion? Oh, yeah, helicopter crash into this lake. How did it come off of his body? Like that seems the, like that the would sheer not force of the impact, Mary. Easily come off of his body. Like was he decapitated? Like what's going on? Or maybe it flew over his head when his body was swishing around down into the water. Maybe it just that. But it might have gotten caught in that fro over here. Y'all, this is fucking morbid. Jesus. Did he? Did he take? Did he take? <laughs> Sorry, that's me. <laughs> did he? I know. I like to know. Did he possibly uh, take it off at some point? For why would he do that? You think it was maybe it was weighing him down? I mean, with the impact, it, I mean that lake is floated off like it was kind of loose. It was a loose chain. So yes. then his body's limp and it floated off. That's what you meant by that. Did the clasp break upon impact? Oh, I guess it could I mean, have. I maybe know. his breath. Like a, maybe his neck did, and his he- head was flopping. <gasps> yeah, I mean it was a loose chain. It, it very loose one. It wasn't like you know a tighter necklace like on a like a female. It wasn't wearer. a choker. It wasn't a choker. Yeah. So it very well could have floated. Spike dog he's, he's in the water, right? So and your and your body's limp like so. This. It could very well float up and float away. So then okay, again, sorry. I ask. All right, I'll give it to you. Okay, the the medallion of all things. Bobby finds and a piece of the tail, but the rest is gone. The whole plane, all of the bodies, the whole helicopter—that's my thing—is gone. I can see, but I'm saying I can see like a body, maybe like floating downstream or something. And they haven't found it yet, but there's not one fucking piece or the rest right. of the. But what does Bobby? Yeah, there's no what way. does Bobby say when Jr's coming out with his denial? Jr's like, we're not stopping. He's like, uh, the bottom of that lake is like quicksand. I'm like, that seems like a cop out. It seems like a. It honestly seems like a writing cop out. Because I think the writers were like, "Oh, it could have been." They're like, "Nope, it's quicksand." It's quicksand. I think the least they could have done was like somebody find Jock's body, and then they could put it to rest. But you know, right? But they had to go through the legal thing of declaring him dead, and then spoiler, unspoiler. Yeah. Like Mm. why? Uh, Well, yes, but I don't even think they knew about the. Spoiler at the time no. they did this, but they obviously weren't writing it like the shows do now. Like the person's leaving the show, we might get them back. So they write their death off weird so mm-hmm. that it can, but when you get shot in the dead, face, so. or that's what I'm saying. So I really like, want to know the answer yeah, to that. It was like, a weird choice. Why did they decide to go that way with Jock? Like Jim Davis was dead. Right. Mostly because 
Right. They have made the choice not to recast. So, like, what? Yeah, it's weird. Like, give him some closure, man. Bring his body home. Let him be buried at South Fork. Which, which I know. Fucking weird. In the in the new series, when they had Jock's freaking headstone there. Right. (laughs) It's like okay, this is just a symbolic memorial thing. Unless somebody actually went down to South America years later and dragged the lake. Off off camera. Yeah. Which is like, camera, which is like, you should have done it in 1981. You guys were billionaires then. What the fuck? Right. You right. Just, are you kidding? It did not seem, I'm sorry. It was a little out of character that they didn't do. Yeah. JR. Okay. JR was threatening, saying, I need the army. I need all your armed forces. We're going to find my dad. And then they don't fucking drag the lake. Right. Yeah. Are you kidding? Sorry. I'm very passionate about this. Bring Jock home. No, I get it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's crazy. Recastings can go either way too, because Dynasty recast yeah. Stephen with from Al Corley to Jack Coleman, and then back to Al Corley in the miniseries at the after it went off. They recast uh, Fallon with uh, Pamela Sue Martin to Emma Sams, and so and then recastings. You don't know, but you don't. Jim Davis was too iconic, and I don't think they would have. Yeah. For me, I think, like, this is the start of great Dallas. I know there's people who like the first seasons better, mm-hmm. but I'm, no. a, I'm a total, like, middle of the middle. series yep. person. Me too. I think. The battle for Ewing Oil yeah. was huge. I don't yes. know. I think the Cal- I think the Cali years were the best. No, just kidding. Oh, <laughs> there is, hey, there are people who... Uh, there's this girl who um, I think she is a new listener, and she does all of those Instagram. It's about Bobby and April because she loves Bobby and April. Me too. And she she loves the later seasons, and I think that's interesting. Well, I feel like April fell in from the end of the middle, yeah. and then rolls into the end. So and I like, like she, that she does a good one. Rolling. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's yeah. Like my and her favorite. character did a complete change from the gold digger to. That's yep. true. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's, and a little bit of Michelle. Michelle's still an asshole, but she does a little bit more sensitive for after a while. A little bit. And then. Uh, he shows so, it to uh, JR and Ray. Yeah. And they are not impressed and won't admit that it's over. And like I said. But it's like quicksand down there. Then why are you not dragging the lake? Why are you not trying to. I mean, I, I don't know. If, I don't know what you can do with quicksand, but it's J.R. Ewing. He wanted to call in the fucking military to find his father. God damn it. Like go drag the lake. Right. And it's hundreds of feet deep. So how again, not an issue for the Ewings. What the fuck? I think it's because they actually know. I think it's because they know he's dead. Yeah. And like instinct, instinct, instinctfully, instinctfully know that he's dead and don't want to see. They don't want that. And I think, yeah, they're just like I think JR has to say shit out loud when he knows the reality. But he just yeah. if he if he blusters a little bit, it makes him feel better and it gives him time to think. And that's what he's doing here. Yeah. It's like uh, he's processing out loud. Yep. He's like maybe yeah. they don't maybe they don't want to see their father dead. He JR Ewing well, right now is yeah. Cleveland falling out of the, the roof on Family Guy going, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. That's like literally what he's doing in not a cartoonish way. Yeah. Yeah. Then we cut to Ellie waking up in her flashback. Um, yeah, she's silently, silently emoting in bed. So drink. She's done a lot of silence emoting. And then yeah, her flashback. And I think this was after. This is when they were fighting, right? Yes, this is when they were fighting, and she was doing all those things with Matt Devlin, trying to right. stop the. Right. And, and he she's fell like asleep. contemplating. <laughs> He fell asleep in the chair, and she takes the very carefully takes the glasses off and puts the blanket mm-hmm. over him. Yeah, she's looking at him like, "Oh yeah, I do love you." And, God damn and it! It's almost <laughs> like she woke up instinctively at the same time that Bobby came up with the medallion. Like maybe she knew. Mm. Right. Yeah. One of those psychic. They've been moments. married for so long that maybe she knew, and she goes downstairs, and she has the the really gut-wrenching flashback of Jock saying that he has to talk to her and she has all the, all the rest of her life to listen to him. And this is when he like, tells her about Amanda, right? Yeah. That scene? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we just have more emoting and we just need to drink to Queen Barbara Balgetti's because she is fucking amazing. 
And I put I put wordlessly emoting, no words needed. So yeah. None. Yeah. She's just And amazing. then JR, Bobby, and Ray come in and they break the news that they didn't find him and uh, Yep. Hats in hand. And JR unshaven JR goes out and everybody's got Ellie, stubble. Ellie gathers herself and she's in a very stoic manner, she says, tell me what happened. And then JR out on the porch, yeah. looking up, breaking Drink down. for Hagmite emoting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then, yeah, and then freeze frame. Uh, an amazing shot of uh, just Hagman doing this. It's like sad tears, and you, you can tell he's having like a happy memory he's looking, through sad tears. He's looking at the sky again. He's doing that thing yeah, again. Uh, it's he. It's he, it's a great dust shot. It's uh, just so many emotions at once. He is emoting what the cast and the viewers are feeling. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. cut to Jim's portrait. But we all know it's real, so it's like even sadder. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yep. More sad. I don't know that word. It. You know what I mean? Shit. <sighs> Moment of silence. Okay. So I'm going to be controversial on this one. Oh. I'm giving this uh, 3.5 bourbons. I'm, it's good, but it's not my favorite. I do think this is an important episode, and I feel like this episode is flashing back, and now we're about to move forward, and the show kind of changes. And so this is like a look back on how the series has been before we move forward and everything. But it's still not my favorite. So I've been giving it 3.5 bourbons and a toast to Jim Davis. Oh, well, I was thinking about a 3.5 earlier today, but then I started thinking there's a couple things that made me like it more. Okay, I'm going to say 3.85 which is probably one of the lowest scores I've given any of them. But again, I agree with you. I think this is the last episode that I'm going to be kind of like, I mean, good information. I love the flashbacks. I did like the flashbacks. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But um, I think you're right about it going forward. I think just from now, it just gets even better. Not just ratings and not just fandom, but like, I think the actual like writing and storylines get better. So, Mm -hmm. and some new characters that come on. Um, So, 3.85 and a gold medallion. I am eschewing the one to five bourbons and going with a bottle of bourbon in honor of Jim for this episode. Mm -hmm. And a Jim Davis flashback. I just think um, just paying my respects to Jim and All right. leaving it at that. Yeah. Rest, in, rest in peace, Jock Ewan. Yeah. Uh, Mel? I'm, I gave it four bourbons. And um, I'm giving it – I'm bringing in the military to drag the bottom of the lake for you, sir, because you're down there. <laughs> I don't know. That that fucking bothered me. Do it now. Do it. I, I it bothered will, me. God damn it. God damn it. I will call the entire U.S. military to find you, sir. Getting down to business. Down to That's business. what it says. I do it now. I'm making your business. Pat Powers. Pat Anderson. The, 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 the jock cock needs to be brought home. Yes. I am the this lake. Is it drag or dredge? Whatever. Dredge. dredge the river, drag the lake. Whatever. I, I don't yeah. know. It's, uh, I don't, I'm sure you're going to tell me. Probably interchangeable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dredge, drag. I mean, drag the river, dredge the river. And next week we will move, be moving into denial. Denial. Then ain't just not, a river in Egypt. Not the river. Uh. <laughs> uh, all the stages of grief. Okay, well, thank you for joining us this week. Um, as we now move on to the next phase of Dallas, I feel like. This is like Dallas 2.0. Right on. After Jock. 2.0, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it really it's like is. like every TV show I've noticed has an era, you know, and this is Dallas 2.0 we're going into. Oh, yeah. 
It wasn't even after Mm -hmm. JR got shot. I forgot to thank our Patreon members, so I'm going to do that really quick. I want to thank um, Brendan Fillock, Captain America, Sheen Pye, Laura Bernheim, Brad Mahollin, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. I don't want to forget you because you guys are amazing and you're letting us continue to do this thing yes. that we love to do. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hello. Merci. Cheers. Beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. Awesome. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, y'all. Rest in peace, Jock, you and Jim Davis. Y'all come back now, you hear? No. Y'all. Did you, was that supposed to be a rooster? And sing. Next on Dallas. Harv thinks that we should try and convince Mama to have Daddy declared legally dead. Maybe this is a break you've been waiting for, Bob. Daddy left you the whole shoot match. Got no wife, got no daddy, got no son. I got no home to go to. We had a $3 million deal. Forget it. Double lock your doors, call some attack dogs in. Whatever you want to do, honey, but I guarantee you one thing. I'm going to get that boy back until I do. You're not going to know one moment's peace anywhere on God's green earth.